the Bible in spiritual formation. There are actually many ways to read the Bible. I'm sure we are used to Bible study. You know, the way we read the Bible, we either go through the whole chapter or text. Okay, but what we normally do is to analyze the Bible. As we read the text, we try to understand what the text means. And then uh, sometimes we do a historical, historical interpretation, uh, text, uh, texture criticism. So basically, we, we try to analyze what are the words and what is the context of the, what the Bible is trying to say. And that is a good way of uh, doing Bible study. But in spiritual formation, sometimes we tend to be too, as we do Bible study, we tend to be too critical. We tend to uh, try, uh, spend so much time trying to analyze and see what the Bible say that we don't allow the Bible to say to us. The word is a living thing, a living person. If we believe that Jesus is Logos, and the word is living, he can speak to us. And one of the ways that has is very uh, been useful is called Lectio Divina or spiritual reading. We have about 2,000 years of uh, Christian history. 2,000 years of people are trying to grow closer to God. And one of the means to do that is the Bible. So let's look at uh, uh, Lectio Divina. Okay, let me get my slides up. Lectio Divina or spiritual reading. This is actually uh, the use of Bible in spiritual formation or spiritual reading. In the <clears throat> olden days, actually, we read and we speak more than we read. That's why in times of Jesus and in times of what, there's always a lot of speaking. And even the uh, epistles they sent to the churches are read in for everybody. So people hear. Okay? Nowadays, we tend to read. Okay, and then we read silently. And even in the, uh, until the beginning of the uh, 20th century, on uh, uh, middle of the 20th century, a lot of people uh, read by moving their lips. It's only recently that we become silent reading. That's why we read without moving our lips. So the context of listening and reading together is very important. And the monks in the monastics are the ones who do a lot of this because their daily cycle or routine of work, pray, uh, sleep, rest and eat are a routine. And one of the is that they study, they pray and they study the Word of God. And uh, it's a, a, a painting of Bernard of Clairvelles, which is one of the uh, Christian mystics and one of the teachers. Okay? And uh, he is one of the masters in Lectio Divina. 
Psalm 46 talks about sacrifice and offering you do not desire, but my ears you have pierced. Burnt offering you and sin offering you do not require. Okay. So usually, what do you mean by that? Okay, we don't uh, sacrifice an offering you do not desire, burnt offering, but what my ears you have pierced. Literally, ears thou has dug for me, or you have dig my ears, or my ears has opened. King, King James Version, thou has given me an open ear. Okay, thou has pierced my ears and pierced. Basically, what the psalmist was trying to say is that hear what the word of God is saying to you. Eugene Peterson, uh, in this uh, very good book called Eat, the book, Eat This Book, talks about the psalm poet was bold to imagine God swinging a pickaxe, digging in our ears in our granite blockheads so that we can hear, really hear what he speaks to us. The primary organ for receiving God's revelation is not the eye that sees but a year that hears, which means that all our reading of scripture must develop into a hearing of the word of God. I think there's a, a powerful point here, a deep insight. That it's not seeing the printed words, but hearing, hearing our reading of the scripture is hearing the word of God. And that's like what Lectio Divina do, does. Okay? And uh, of all the, uh, in the 12th century, Gigo II is the one who actually uh, formalized Lectio into a four-step. Before that, it was just uh, listening and trying to interpret. Okay? So let Gigo, uh, Gigo actually says the first step is reading or, and, or stroke listening. Lectio, spiritual reading. After that, is that meditating or meditato, tatio. Then, the next is praying, oratio, and contemplation, contemplatio. Okay, that means to lectio divina com consists of reading the word of God. And while we are reading, we listen, meditating on what we have read or heard. Then we pray on what we have read and heard, and then we contemplate. Okay, so this one, uh, these four steps can sometimes can overlap. Okay, it, it's sequential, but sometimes it, you go back again and it can overlap. So uh, lecture is not just trying to fit, do one, two, three, four but it's a combination of all four. Simon Tuckwell says, reading as it were, put food in our mouth. Okay. Meditation chews it and breaks down. Prayer obtains the flavor of it and contemplation is a very sweetness, make, make us glad and refreshes us. I always, when thinking of Lectio, I always uh, uh, think of my dogs. Okay, if we ha I have a, 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 
I like German Shepherds, so I have a, you know, uh, uh, three of them. Okay. And if you give them a big bone, one of those uh, uh, big uh, solid bone, they will have, take time to gnaw on it, okay, to slowly bite piece by piece. And I, think, I believe that Electio is something like that. If to hang on to the word of God and slowly, like the dog now at the bone, we now at the word of God until we hear the, what is the word of God saying to us. Okay. The nut sweet, in a tweet he says, I read myself full, think myself clear, pray myself hot, and let myself go. Okay, which is, I thought, a very good uh, summary of what Lectio Divina is. Okay, and uh, here are the three books that really talk about Lectio. Okay, Guigo himself, then the St. Benedict Rules. That's why uh, Lectio is very part of the Benedictine order and among the Desert Fathers. Okay, so how, how do you do that? So what you need to do is that, for example, uh, if you want to do Lectio, you got to uh, choose a passage. For example, Exodus chapter 3. So before you start, the you, you pray first. You calm yourself, do, some, uh, do a breath prayer, or a breath prayer until you uh, slow yourself down. You pray that God will speak to you because you have to come to Lectio expecting God to speak to you. And God will speak to you. You'll be surprised at what it says. You'll be surprised that some of the things that come out of Lectio is what God is trying to tell you, but we are too busy to listen. Many of them are uh, things that we have, questions that we have, is hidden in our hearts, our needs, our spiritual needs. Okay, but we do not... Uh, 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 express it out. But you find that during, as we do the Lectio, it becomes, uh, the words actually speak to our needs. And that is very powerful. So for example, you want to do a Lectio on Exodus chapter 3. Okay, So you do it first, you center yourself, you quieten yourself, and then you do, you read it through the passage once. You can read it yourself, or you can have uh, somebody read it to you, and then you just listen. As the first reading, as you listen through the whole passage, ask yourself this question. What is God saying to me? What is God saying to you? What is God actually wants you to hear? Then, usually I will say, I'll tell people, first reading, just listen for keywords. Not the whole passage, but certain words will stand out as you read them. Okay, uh, a word here, a word there will stand out. Okay, not the whole passage, but certain words will stand out. Then, at the second reading, ask God, why is God referring to that? And you find that uh, it links to the first reading, certain words come out like uh, give or pray or love or forgive. Then as the 
second reading, you find that God brings it back to this point, forgive, forgive, forgive. And the third reading, what does God want me to do about it? There's no point listening to God without obeying Him. So the third reading is that as you listen, again you find that the God will bring you back to the same keywords and then He'll bring you back to the key concept and then He'll bring you to what you, He wants you to do about it. And that is what Lectio is. It's something that you do not rush. You do slowly. And listen to God. What is God saying to me? Why is God referring to that? And what does God want me to do about it? So for example, this is uh, Exodus chapter 3. talks about Moses and, uh, and then the uh, burning bush. So you can read through this on your own. Okay. And you read aloud. Because as you read it aloud, you can you hear it too. So as you read aloud, we proclaim the word of God. And at the same time, we hear the word of God. So as you read aloud, you find that what are the, the words that stand out to you? Okay, some people have gone through this. It's fire. Some people, bush. Some people, sacred ground. Okay, and uh, you know, the passage can uh, be long or short. Okay, it's important that it is a passage that you can use. Okay. Uh, usually better to use a narrative passage or story. Okay. Uh, X, book of X is good. The gospel is excellent. Okay. Try not to uh, uh, do lecture on the uh, episode or like Romans and all that. I mean, you can do it, but it's, it will be difficult, better to be a, a story type of uh, material. Sometimes you can even do lecture on uh, books, spiritual books, meditation books, devotional books. Okay. So when you finish, so that's why the first reading, you will go through all the passage, then up you what is the word, and then you do it again, second time, Right, God referring to that, and the third time, what God wants you to do, wants me to do about it. So that is lectio divina. Okay, it's the hearing the word of God without any preconceived idea. And the problem with this is that we tend to be very analytical about the word of God as we read it, we try to analyze it, and we sort of fix our mind. So we do need. To listen to God. And one way God can say to us is to lecture divina. Okay, for the word of God is quick and powerful. Sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. And of joints and marrow. And a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. So you see that as we try it out and see, try it out and see, you'll find that uh, it is something that's worth doing again and again and again. Okay. And uh, it will be quite useful to do it together. Not all, I mean, 
sometimes you do your, your normal Bible study, but once in a while, do a lecture. Because you find that lecture is another means of uh, the Bible in spiritual formation. The lecture, God can speak to us. So all the best as you pray, and I, I pray that you have many wonderful experiences and hear many wonderful things from God. Thank you. God bless you.